Welcome one and all to Extra Points with Bill Haston and Garen Eming, a Tulsa World production. Bill, you know we've you know you made it as a podcast when you have an official title for the show. That's right. Uh, that's right. We need we needed a good title for it. Uh, it makes all the sense in the world to go with extra points, which is a little bit of a, of a contradiction in that we're going to try to tighten it up at the same time that we give it a new name, extra points. So we're going to jam all those extra points in about twenty minutes. So that's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah, that's we just got to come out swinging, man. All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. We got mini uh, football in fifty-two hours. It's crazy. Can't believe yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and I thought we yeah I thought we'd start with the preps since they actually are going to be playing this weekend around here. I know there's some college games on national slate, but but OU, LSU, and TU are sitting it out. So, uh, any tra- first of all, any quarterbacks transfer this week? That you know, <laughs> let's, let's let's get that over with. Not that I know of, but I mean, uh, I should I should actually. Uh, <laughs> Send out a few feelers and check on that. I, I, honestly, I would be a little surprised if there weren't because uh, by now, you know, two deeps are set and you never know if uh, somebody gets their feelings hurt. Right. And yeah, that's a great idea, Garen. I will do that after we do after we finish here. I uh, don't know. But but Bixby uh, Owasso play at 735 Thursday at TU. It'll mm-hmm. be epic. Uh, Crowd size. What's the crowd uh, size going to be? Uh, in excess of twenty uh, is what they're expecting. And any twenty to twenty-five thousand. It'll, right. it'll be the most attended football game in uh, high school game in Oklahoma in several years. Um, mm-hmm. And you know Bixby's debut in six A one and Owasso has been uh, licking their chops to in that streak forty nine in a row. We've just got so many storylines. Uh, Bixby looked really good in their scrimmage. You know, oh my lord, they're so efficient! And they just here's the difference between Bixby with Braylon Presley and Bixby since Braylon Presley. With Braylon, they won every week, sixty-three to seven. Without Braylon, they're going to win every week, like thirty-eight to thirteen. Mm-hmm. That's not quite as explosive, but just they just mash. They just demoralize people with efficiency. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're happy to get four yards, line up, and get four more. And just keep going. And they got two good quarterbacks, and then got Lauren Montgomery. And, and yet, on top, after I say all that, I have personally have Owasso as a three and a half point favorite on Thursday night. So we'll see. Based on, based on, uh, for uh, well, I mean, you're asking uh, Bixby to go to fifty in a row with with fourteen new starters. They're due to lose a game, right? They're due to get beat. Maybe. They are, they are due. Uh, Maybe, man. <laughs> well, I'm not saying they've been like like squeaking any of these. No. Dudley's been squeakers. I mean, they 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 score 60 points as routinely as others score mm-hmm. 20, 21. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, no, Owasso's got great personnel. And Cole Adams, who's – you know, this is kind of his – this is, like I wrote the other day, this is the first game that Cole Adams will play as an Alabama commit. And uh, he's going to play the entire season as an Alabama commit, which inten- really intensifies the scrutiny and the spotlight. And, you know, uh, so here, here we go. And I think I think Bill Blankenship will come up with creative ways to get him involved and get involved mm-hmm. in him. And, and uh, so you got 
a really, really good team in Owasso with a great player against a great program. It's yeah. just a, it's a classic matchup. You still like Union to win 6A1? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That's where we left it. Yeah. I think that's how it appeared in the Sunday preview, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I can't remember who Barry picked. Uh, Bet it was Bixby. Bet, uh, it, bet it was. Bet it, no, Barry picked Jinx. He, yeah. And, no, uh, no respect for the Spartans. No respect for the Spartans. No, no. Like uh, several, uh, three, four others did pick Bixby. Bixby was the majority pick. Oh, okay. So. okay. No, no. There, there's, there's respect for Bixby, certainly. But okay. uh, I, I kid. No, listen. Uh, uh, Union ha has a 68% passer who transfers in as a 10th grader from Jinx to go with all that offensive line talent and all that skill position talent. And Kirk Frederick hasn't won one of these in six years, and he just feels like he's due. So really on the basis of that, I picked Union. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, but really any of four teams, no. Yeah, I'd say any any of four could win 6A1. 6A2 is going to be just wild. Who'd you uh, five pick? A Did you pick Booker T, 6A2? I know. Uh, oh, I picked Stillwater. I picked yeah. Stillwater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although I saw Michael Tease make a play the other night that, that it's, you know, rare that you get your breath taken away. Uh, but when you're on the field and you're that close to that kind of speed, it does take your breath away. And, and Michael Tease is a certifiably great football athlete. And he will, uh, it's like Eric McCarty, this kid I wrote about from, from McAllister, who's an amazing, right. amazing two-way player. And OU is, and he's got 4,000 yards over the last two seasons, Garen. And yet OU isn't even going to give him a look at all in the backfield. Uh, he's going to run at safety for OU. And he'll be a great defensive back. But, um, man, I, I, uh, Micah T's going to Arkansas as a wide receiver. Uh, see, I, when, I, when I see Micah play, I see, a, a, like, the first cornerback taken in the draft kind of a guy. Uh, in three years, that's what I see. So goodness, but but, but Sam Pittman and those and Brent Venables know football up better than I do. So, um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a sensational season. Um, and you got so many crazy games, uh, just blockbusters right out of the gate. Hall and Hall and Lincoln Christian on opening night. It's crazy. Um, this game, so many uh, jinx at Santa Fe. Um, just a million. The the the. First month of the high school schedule. It's why it's part of the reason I love high school football is, is the 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 front end of the schedule is so loaded with game of the year candidate games. Mm -hmm. And and you said uh, I'm gonna slip to the other side for a second. You you said there and correctly that it's a limited college schedule and it's um it's not like uh I, I can't say there's a must see game for the average person but garen nebraska baby nebraska plays a conference game yep not away from home but away from the u.s and scott frost is on the hottest seat in college football to start the season and and ou plays in lincoln on the 17th of september mm-hmm and, and, and a massive game for Brent Venables, too. No question. Mm -hmm. First year coach doesn't need to go to a struggling Nebraska and lose to, to those guys. And and it's just 
what a great unknown Nebraska is with a new kid at quarterback, Thompson. So, mm-hmm. uh, so to me, that is an exceedingly watchable game on the college uh, schedule this week. Yep. See what Nebraska looks like against Northwestern uh, in a in a Big Ten game played in. Is it Dublin? Are they playing in Dublin? I think Ireland? that's right. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm really really excited to watch that one as well. But but yeah, the, at least for the week for this week, the the preps kind of own the day. So. Mm-hmm. Two things. I'm rooting for Casey Thompson. Have been rooting for Casey Thompson since I covered his signing day ceremony once upon a time at uh, yeah, South. Right. Well, back when I still lived in Norman, it was about 20 minutes down the road to get, get to get there. Um, got to talk to him. Got to talk to his brother Kendall. Played at OU for a while. Got to talk to Charles. Uh, happy for. Hope I was happy when it appeared to be working out for for uh, Casey at Texas. It, it obviously didn't in the end. Wouldn't it be wonderful if he was the catalyst behind a resurgence that has been in the making? It has been overdue now for as long as Texas resurgence has been overdue. Longer, really, when you think about it. Uh, and I, uh, yeah, Bill, I'm calling that a dangerous game. I mean, it would have been anyway, regardless of, of what how Nebraska finished a year ago. But for those guys to go three and nine and to lose every game by single digits, and you know, right, right, right? and. For you yeah. to think that surely Scott Frost is a better coach than his record, and law of averages, right? That kind of that kind of stuff. Boy, I, it is. It's a hold your breath game, I think, for OU. Um, things have gone well outside of the Kale Gundy soap opera for Brent Venables, but none of us know how it's that's going to translate to the field. And we'll have a better idea when when they lace them up against UTEP in in, a, in two weeks. But that 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 is a uh, that's that's going to be a, a tight squeeze. Something tells me for the Sooners. Uh, well, it was a tight squeeze last year, and, and you had like two. Uh, OU had a boy, it's just amazing if you compare the OU roster and st- situation of one year ago today to what you, what you have today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you had Rattler at the top of the Heisman preseason board, you had Caleb Williams as a sensationally celebrated quarterback who apparently was. Uh, dazzling in the spring, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then and then obviously Lincoln as in the head coaching position. And here you go; um, those guys are scattered and, and elsewhere. And you know, I, I'm if, if I had to make a list of the mo- ten most compelling people in college football to me this season, Spencer Rattler's on that list. Just to see how he yes bounces back that arm talent. I, I want to see where his head is and where his where he is in that in that uh, South Carolina program. Yep, it's incredible that uh, even around here, Rattler has almost become I don't know if I want to say afterthought, but given the the intensity of the uh, tr- the Lincoln Riley Caleb Williams departure for you to USC, yeah, I mean, I all if you're an OU, let's look at it this way: if you're an OU fan and you're not following the Sooners this fall, you're following USC, right? I, I would think. Just because you, you're rooting essentially for Riley's demise, if, I, if and, I'm and, if I'm reading and, the room correctly, yeah, and Texas, I think absolutely. But but I, usually it's Texas intently, obviously Oklahoma State, but well, USC is right there mm-hmm. on that Texas line of, of of secondary attention for OU fans for sure. You know, you know Brett McMurphy, right? You know him a little bit. Very well, yeah. Yeah, OSU grad who's now with the Action Network. I think I have that right. Uh, former, he's a national national based sports writer, football writer. 
he had bull projections this week. And uh, guess who's playing in the Alamo? You know that Brett was smiling when he when he slotted the that one, right? Sooners mm-hmm. and Trojans. Oh well, I mean, listen, <laughs> wouldn't I mean? Uh, wouldn't you love to? Wouldn't you love to see that? It would be the biggest Alamo Bowl in history. I know that much. Yes. Um, yeah. By a million miles, it would. Yeah. McMurphy, of course, McMurphy also has Miami playing for the uh, playoff. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we need someone need to tell Brett that it's not 1980. It's not yeah. 1993. It's 2000 or almost 2023. Not well, 1992. It's 2022. That kind of thing. I wonder if it's unprecedented for a school to or for a team to get a first place vote in the coaches poll and to not be ranked in the AP poll. Do we know who made Texas number one? We don't. I never have seen it. It may have been, that person may have been outed, uh, that coach, but I have not seen it. And 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 I had a uh, I talked with a guy who who swears it had to be Saban. He said I had Saban. That's something Saban would do. I don't think Saban would want his name connected with something silly like that. So I don't believe for a second it's Nick Saban. I would. Yeah, I believe he wouldn't vote Alabama number one. I don't know why he'd vote te- unless it's a loyalty thing to Sark. Yeah, no, I don't see that. I don't, I'm not I, sure that the thing is. I don't know if that does Sark any favors. All no. that does is all that does is invite more ridicule to me. Right, right. Hey, listen. I mean, that game is in two weeks, I believe. Uh, Alabama, it is. Well, it's a week two. It's a week two game, September 10th. Uh, okay, Garen. I mean, if I had to put a dollar on like my most likely scenario in that game. I've got Alabama winning 49 to 13. I really do. I just do. And and I've seen ter- UCLA went won 66 to 3 or 66 nothing, maybe 66 to 3 in Austin one time in a game not that long ago. And Texas was believed to Texas was favored in that game. Mm-hmm. So I've seen Texas just lay big eggs at home. And so yeah, I mean, yeah, the high school schedule is is packed with compelling, critically important, dramatic matchups right out of the gate in Oklahoma. I mean, and and then, but holy cow, I mean, there are some career games being played. Uh, in in particular, I'm thinking about Sarkeesian and Scott Frost, mm-hmm. right? Out there. And you know, in Brent Venables, uh, it just. It's just important for Brent to have a clean, uh, you know, to have a clean non-conference and, and get into the Big 12 and go. Yeah, well, it's a big non-conference. Uh, something that, that I popped out this week, Bill, was it's a big con- non-conference for <clears throat> the future Big 12 conference uh, season. I mean, if what you're trying to do between now and the four editions coming to board next year and then looking at even – Further ahead, assuming it's past 2023 when this happens, that Oklahoma and Texas depart for the SEC, you're you're trying to build as much onto your national brand as possible. And I know that that uh, what kind of media deal that Brett Yormark, the new commissioner, strikes with with ESPN is going to be predicated on a lot of other things besides how badly Oklahoma State beats Arizona State, right, in Stillwater, September 10th. But you you can't hurt your cause by beeping yourself up and. There's a lot of momentum, I think, behind this redesigned Big 12 based on what Cincinnati and Houston did a year ago and, and BYU. Their combined record was 35-6. and six. The potential at UCF with Gus Malzahn 
Yes. And and oh, by the way, it was OSU and Baylor who played for the Big 12 championship a year ago, not Oklahoma and Texas. You're having middle tier programs trying to build their own momentum. K-State under Chris Kleiman, West Virginia under Neil Brown, that that kind of thing. What I'm this this we think we need to start thinking in terms of uh, a Big 12 with the four newcomers sort of planting their, you know, planting a, 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 a reimagined flag. And, and if you look at their slate of games next month, there, there are all sorts of opportunities for that to happen. No, you're right. Now, I mean, if Texas is super competitive with Texas nearly beat a really good LSU team, uh, was it was it LSU's uh, unbeaten season that Texas pushed them? or stressed them a little bit in Austin. I can't remember. Yeah, it was it was competitive. Yeah, it yeah. Seemed like Burrow and the offense made a play whenever they needed to, just to you know keep keep arms length, that kind of thing. But yeah, I it's just my uh, confidence in Texas to show up. Oh, they they'll show up. I, but my confidence in Texas uh, to stay on the field with with uh, you know when let me tell you when I watch Bixby. I see Alabama. There's a lot of life, except that that they've had Presley or two Presleys. Uh, and my favorite stat being in this 49 game win streak, Bixby for Bixby, that the Presley brothers scored 156 touchdowns, Garen, 156 times. Right, it's crazy. So, yeah. but but what what really the, the secret to success for Bixby is they don't get a lot of penalties and they they execute their blocks and. They have, they're, they're the best tackling team I ever see, and that's just Alabama. That's how Alabama has won games for 16 years with Saban. So um, I just don't think Texas is ready to go play for play with a team that's mm-hmm. that well coached. I just mm-hmm. don't see it. I don't see it. But, but yeah, would it be a heck of a, a, a beautiful bonus and, and a, a great way to start the season for the Big 12 to, to put that kind of uh, – Notch on your belt? Oh, baby. Yeah, I would, but I don't see it. Yeah. I haven't even looked at an early line in that game, but uh, I'm going to look it up while you take over and let I, uh, I, I have to ask you me. I have to, I have to ask you a question before we get out of here. As someone who, who has covered and written a lot more over the years about Mike Gundy than I have, <laughs> he, when he drops to one arm – and does push-ups mm-hmm. in front of reporters in Stillwater, as he did the last time he did um, a media availability. Mm-hmm. Do we mean that to? Uh, do we assume that to mean that he thinks the Cowboys are, are in for a twelve and zero season? Is that is that is that mood reflective of what Mike thinks about the potential of his team, or was that that he just was that spur of the moment? I'm going to be silly for a few minutes. It's probably both, but. Uh... <laughs> It is probably both, Gary, because, but it's been my my history of tracking Gundy that when he feels secure at quarterback, he's in a good mood. And in like uh, 20, 2010 and 2011, he had Whedon, and, and we we did what we called the fireside chats each Monday at the end of his news conference, and there was like Coach Gundy and maybe five of us. Right. We would go to the other far end of the stadium and find the <clears> – <throat> this cluster of furniture and we would sit and talk for another hour on the record. And, and we, 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 I called them the fireside chats and it stuck and it was glorious, but he had Dana Holgerson calling plays in 2010 and Todd Munkin in 2011 with Brandon Whedon, who was a 27, 28 year old guy who was just, you know, he was 
I still say the best player of the Gundy era. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then Mike, after Mason Rudolph was really established, mm -hmm. became a really relaxed guy. He never, Mike never really relaxed during the Zach Robinson years because they had a lot of, you know, Mike himself called plays. Anyway, let's get back to what he did last week. Now, what, what I thought of most immediately was an old SNL character named Sally O'Malley. You remember her? <laughs> and kick and stretch and kick. <laughs> Molly, that's a Molly Shannon character. Molly Shannon, I, absolutely. And, and I thought, I, I thought that's kind of what Mike was up to. But, but uh, oh, I mean, he, the guy's in great shape, and he dropped and did a one-arm push-up, and I thought that's impressive. That is. Uh, but yeah, more than that, it it speaks to the. Uh, I think everybody over there is in a pretty good mood. You saw mm -hmm. the press release on the ticket sales, and yeah, right. And so uh, for them to sell that many season tickets and without having Bedlam on the home schedule mm -hmm. is a big deal for OSU. You know, mm -hmm. so uh, uh, yeah, I think everybody is uh, optimistic and in a good mood over there. And if Spencer Sanders can start twelve games. Um, and they, they have a chance to have a really special season for sure. Um, mm -hmm. And if Spencer tweaks a hamstring and they have to go to a backup, then you're going to have the storyline that we you and I had talked about a few weeks ago, which is number 12, Gunnar Gundy, on the field trying to win a conference game for the yeah. Oklahoma State Cowboys, which um, will get everybody's attention. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. I enjoyed a conversation. I had a, my first chat with him at their media day a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, that, yeah, I enjoyed that piece. That was uh, that was revealing one that I I was um, I didn't expect to hear the difficulty that a coach's kid would have in the program with teammates, right? Sort of buying you as a guy who isn't going to go tell dad about every little right, every little secret or every little between the lines issue that's going on in, in the team. I, I just figured the pressure was enough being a Gundy wearing number 12 and playing quarterback at OSU, that that would be the toughest on Gunner. And he he was very uh, gracious about what Mike has done to make that easier on him. There is inherent There are inherent challenges with it, but credit Mike for, for trying to uh, cut those down. Um, the issues were more with um, gaining the trust of his teammates. And I thought that was really interesting, and I, I really appreciated him opening up about that and and it, it makes it easier for you to again poll for a guy should Sanders turn an ankle or or twist a thumb or something if, if Gunner is pressed into, into some kind of duty I Bill I still don't know for sure if it would be Gunner or Garrett Rangel for that matter get a sense that it might be Gunner but that's all it, all it would be I just think yeah it, it would be a national story just because of the name and the curiosity and, and that would be an awfully difficult situation for for any youngster to, to step into no doubt um I saw, uh, I'm still looking for that UT Alabama line. Uh, uh, I did find the OU Nebraska line. OU by six. Uh, uh, Sooners by uh, four and a half. Hmm. I don't, maybe it opened at six, but as we speak, on this particular site, it's four and a half. Uh, I, I saw Stillwater play several times. I got to know Coach Bernard pretty well. and. Mm -hmm. And uh, talked with Gunner a couple times, and, and uh, I, I really enjoyed the way they used him. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he was their punter at Stillwater. 
gunner was and it and it depended on field position score circumstances about half the time that he just he'd throw out of punt formation mm-hmm. and he made a throw against booker t that was uh one of the one of the prettiest throws against uh great coverage i've ever seen mm-hmm. in fact it turned that game because booker t was up two touchdowns it turned that game and and so water went on to win that game in the semifinals so um Gunner's got arm talent for sure. I'm curious to see whether he's got arm strength to to get it into some tight windows uh, against that level of speed. Yeah, uh, and we'll see. Yep. But obviously, he has changed himself physically, and you you just have to presume that Mike would not put his child in a position that he doesn't belong in. You know, right, I mean? right, uh, because then you're doing him a disservice. Yep. Um, yep. So, but I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait for a situation where Gunner Gundy gets uh, three or four uh, possessions in a game just to see what it looks like. I want mm-hmm. to see what it looks like. And I'm not saying because Sanders is deemed, I'm saying preferably in mop up duty, but see what it looks like. Because yep. eventually I believe it'll be his team. Real quick, one more thing. We mentioned earlier that for our OU listeners slash readers, uh, you can catch the, a preview of Nebraska this weekend in their game. TU's opening opponent, Wyoming, plays Saturday. Uh, they are at Illinois. Exactly. I forgot about you. are right. Yes. They're at Illinois. Wyoming, Bill, went seven and six and won a bowl game a year ago. But uh, TU's a two-point favorite, which I was a little surprised to see until I dug a little bit more into Wyoming. That was a disappointing seven and six. Uh, under Craig Bull, the guy used to be at North Dakota State and sort of helped build that dynasty in, in uh, uh, FCS. He's now at Wyoming, has been at Wyoming for a while, and it's sort of sort of languishing right now. It's an opportunity for TU. We'll see. We might have learned just what, what a little more, more about that opportunity based on what Wyoming does against the Illini this weekend. Yeah. Uh, um, Wyoming is – I've been to one game there. I don't have a memory of it as being a snake pit at all. It's a beautiful place. The temperature will be perfect. Uh, there's no humidity. It's really a nice place. And mm-hmm. uh, I just believe TU had, you know, that game opened uh, with TU as a one-point favorite like four months ago because yeah. I, I was just jarred by that line, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. And I thought by now maybe it would have flipped to maybe Wyoming being a two-point home favorite or something. But here TU uh, is – yeah sustained as the favorite in that game. I, I do believe TU has the uh, personnel to go up there, play well, and run the football the way Phillip likes to run it. And, uh, I, and I, I, the, my favorite aspect of Phillip Montgomery's offense is the way they run the football. Mm-hmm. Patience with, with, with which they run it. They were down 35 to three or 28 to three at Fresno in 2016, came back to win the game on the strength of their run game. It's mm-hmm. hard to believe, but they did. That's how they won that game, just pounding and pounding and pounding. So you have to believe that TU, their guys will be on point and that Phillip will have their attention going into this one, mm-hmm. infinitely beyond where they were on opening night last year against an FCS team that beat them at home. Right. So, yeah, uh, great test for TU right out of the gate. And, uh, you know, could could set the tone for a special season for Philip too, mm-hmm. and they're gonna do for one of those. They're, that's been TU's roller coaster for you know really twenty something uh, yeah, right, right. years. Is 
they'll roll out a 10 win season now and then. And maybe, you know, with a veteran quarterback, um, maybe it's their turn for one of those. We'll see. All right. So again, Sooners, Cowboys, Hurricane, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, all sorts of high school football this weekend, beginning actually Thursday night, right? With Owasso and Bixby over at uh, Chapman Stadium. Yeah, have fun with the game. Have fun. It's tied, Garen, is a 15-point favorite at Austin. It's 15. 15. Yeah. Yeah. You'd go heavy on you'd go heavy on Bama with that line. I'm, I'm going to give it some more thought before I decide for sure. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm in love with Quinn Ewers' hairstyle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what kind of college quarterback he is. Got an interesting look about him. And uh, is he going to start? I mean, is he really going to start? I know. I know it was. You don't. You think you think that's a sucker? A sucker's announcement for Sark to need the starter and, and roll out some, the other guy. I heard a. <clears throat> I heard a podcast. I listen to so many podcasts now. I can't keep up with all of them. I would highly recommend the Dana Carvey, uh, David Spade podcast. It's, it's my favorite now. I do love Joe Rogan, but um, the the best podcast with regard to uh, the best non sports podcast is Dana Carvey and David Spade. All right, it's it's the most rapid fire, quick wit. It's not slapstick, but it's really clever and really good. And so, but but I was listening to a podcast and and uh, they were talking about Texas and Alabama and and uh, the yeah I. I and, you know, I said 49 to 10 or whatever on Texas, Alabama. Yeah. Honestly, I'm thinking, uh, the more I think about it, it's going to be like a 35 to 17 kind of game. But, yeah, I, I think Alabama covers that number. And I, I think Alabama just goes in there and just, man, just mashes them. Just, what Texas, man, what if Texas wins? I know. Wouldn't that be wild? Yeah. What kind of hype would there be? Well, I mean, we've seen the hype amount on it, through all this disappointment to almost unbearable levels. What if they actually win a big game? But September? don't they open with San Antonio? Texas? Yeah, I think that's right. They could lose that game. That's not – no, I was going to say, that's that's no layup. That's a 10 At all. Mm-hmm. At all. So what they'll do is they'll probably lose to the Roadrunners and then beat, beat Alabama. <laughs> that's what Texas will do. Oh. All right. Um, Thanks for hey, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This has been right extra points. Yes, sir. With Bill Haston, Gary Amick, we'll, we'll try to do this weekly moving forward. Now that we have football to talk about, in the meantime, keep reading us uh, in your uh, neighborhood Tulsa world and on TulsaWorld.com. Thanks.